Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laughs along the way. In this episode, indecision will steal you blind. You'll learn the do's and don'ts. Plus, you'll learn how the investors on Shark Tank sidestep indecision. Uh-oh, COVID technology, treating malaria in 2022, attracting more mosquitoes. You smell like your friends, even though you don't know it. Smells we don't realize we smell. Hypercancer, the cancer that kills the cancer. Plus, a few helpful tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalaboudis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shalavudis, and I'm with my good friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg, who seems to have a an issue you right know, now. You know, I can't work under these circumstances. Uh, a small request. I was told, I was promised in the green room, no more W's in the M&M's. Almost half the M&M's were W's. Look, Mark, we can't give you everything. We already got you the Shetland Pony. We have the bucket of Thousand Island dressing, you know, two pounds of French fries, and the cocktail wieners. I'm sorry that we still got some issues with the M&M's. I will talk to the, uh, you know, the staff. I'll see what they could do. Next time, I'll make sure they're all facing the right way. Who is the vice president in charge of M&M's? <laughs> I will have my intern look that up for you. <laughs> so, anything interesting today? Oh, well, now that we've gotten past that and you are willing to work for the for the rest of the day, at least it seems that way. I don't know if I'm working. I'll decide later. Okay, you can let me know at any point in time. But we'll start with our quote of the day um, by Marcus Cicero, another Roman scholar. We're on a theme here. Indecision is a thief of opportunity, it will steal you blind. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm taking pot yet. <laughs> this is something that, you know, I feel like most of the world is indecisive when it comes to most things. That's why we go less is more because when you give people too many options, they can't make a decision. And actually research has shown uh, that tough decisions, uh, and I would say some people not so tough decisions, can tire your brain, um, uh, which reduces a whole bunch of important neurotransmitters like uh, acetylcholine and dopamine, but uh, you know the things that you need to be focused. And once you lose those, you kind of get tired and can't think at all. But they say they say that it's impossible to estimate the number of decisions you make in a day by a degree of difficulty, according to Cornell University. Um, no, and their degree of difficulty, not and by their degree, degree yeah, of difficulty, and their degree of d- difficulty. Um, but they say on average that a person makes about 230 decisions about food alone. So uh, one of these indecisions is, is something as simple as, I don't know, not being able to decide what to have for lunch. But it, when this quote itself is going beyond food, they're talking about just making decisions in life, specifically those difficult decisions. And you know, sometimes you just have to go with your gut 
and just make a decision and run with it, whether it's a career choice, an opportunity. Uh, you know, I actually, I would like to bring this back to a, uh, a movie that I thoroughly enjoy, a Jim Carrey movie called Yes Men, who, I guess, in this situation, he didn't want to do anything until he went to this um, seminar and then he couldn't say no after that. But by saying yes to a lot of different things, he removed any sort of indecision and actually improved his own life. Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew, and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. <laughs> it's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit KineticLife.com today. Log on now and use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's 30% off your order when you use promo code POD1. KineticLife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com. Do it now. You're going to love Kinetic Renew. Most people are scared of decisions, and there are two problems with decisions. Number one, some people force a decision when you don't have to. A lot of times when people come up like, should I, shouldn't I? And I've always had the philosophy, if you're not like, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid on the cliff, do we jump a thousand feet to the river or wait for the hundred people coming to kill us? Uh, then you kind of make a decision. But a lot of times when people are saying, uh, make a decision, they're going, let's say someone's going, I don't know, should I ask her to marry me or not? She might be the one, I'm not sure. I'm going, if you're not sure and you ask and then you realize you were wrong, you got an issue. <laughs> if you're not sure and you don't ask, and you realize tomorrow, why am I wasting time? I know I want to. You don't have an issue, you ask. You're not being forced to make a decision. Uh, the flip side is some people can't make a decision when they are forced, and my most fun thing is when you observe people who can make big decisions, but not little ones. And it actually makes a lot of sense. I used to do this whole thing of Captain Kirk making 18 decisions, but he can't pick which candy bar to buy. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, fire on the Klingons, back, shields up, this, that, do a double, all simple. Because big things like that, the con the chant, what happens if I do this, what happens if I do that, the difference is gigantic and makes a decision which one he'd rather face. But the little thing is, well, I like the Snickers, it has the actual peanuts, but I like the taste of the Reese's better, and... That doesn't have a major consequence, and people I've seen people like waiting for a subway train at a candy stand, and they miss the train because they're sitting there for two hours. Mounds around with joy. <laughs> the crippling decision of what to eat. <laughs> Go, just grab one and get to the train. <laughs> well, pay for it, but... <laughs> you could grab it, too. Mm. Uh, actually, they did a, a study a looking at, in 2017, did a study looking at C-suite executives. Um, it was over 2,000 CEOs. And they found- For those who don't know, what's a C-suite executive? It's not, oh, you're sweet sugar. 
It's not the executives that run the candy company? It, well, they would have a C-suite there. <laughs> it's all the executives that might have chief before the rest of what they do. Executive officer, financial officer. Chief executive. Technology yeah. officer, investment officer. So they found that the high-performing CEOs don't necessarily stand out for making the best decisions, but rather they stand out for being more decisive. They make decisions earlier or faster with greater conviction. And I feel like there's a lot of people either they're making decisions, but they're not sure about it. You know, they're kind of half half in, half out. And then either, you know, whether it's a project or something like that, that never gets really done correctly because they're not 100% on board with it or not. And... With that, there are two aspects to it, which is number one, if you never make a decision, you're just floating there hoping for chance and it's not always going to favor you. Uh, And someone else making good decisions is going to beat you out. But you also, you got to get everyone to follow, to have faith in you when you're running a big company. And a lot of the times, there might be four choices. And all four could work, and three of them are better than the one you picked, but it doesn't matter. You picked one, you went with it, you made it work, and it's successful, and it doesn't matter that any of the others might have been better. Someone staying around too long to figure it out, at some point, none of them will work anymore, or none of them will work because everyone sees that you don't have real faith in it. There's the other aspect that there are some people who are much better at boiling things down, and sometimes it's best to have just enough facts that I can make a decision. And when you start trying to get more facts and more facts and more facts, you're just making it longer to get facts and more facts to go through, and you will never finish with the decision. Was it paralysis by analysis? That's Mr. Frazier, Clyde, <laughs> his favorite phrase. Oh, I know plenty of people like that, and they just some keep doing the, more and more research and can't make a decision on anything. Some of these comments are a little New York-centric. <laughs> Because you have to have the New York Knicks broadcast to know that that's in every game. (laughs) (laughs) The basketball court, for me, during a game, is the most peaceful place I can imagine. On the basketball court, I worry about nothing. When I'm out there, no one can bother me. to success is failure. Failure makes me work even harder. I've never been afraid to fail. Michael Jordan. Indecision uh, is a thief of opportunity. You know, some great examples uh, that you could see on everyday TV are, you know, Kevin O'Leary, Mark Cuban, and the rest of the Sharks on Shark Tank. You know, those individuals uh, are the farthest thing from being indecisive on, on, on anything. And now in this situation, the show is an investment, uh, but they ask the key questions and they either in or out very quickly. You know, they are straight to the point. And that's one of the reasons I would say they're, they've had success is whether it's an investment or a new technology or uh, you know anything that aspect of business, they are no BS individuals, straight to the point, you know, pick A or B and they, they have an answer within a second. It's not, well, I don't know what I want to do, what do you think? You know, it's straight to the point. They also, be once they make the decision, they don't leave it there because 
remember I said the CEO or the C-suite, they got to make the decision, make everyone following them believe in it. Well, you also, you don't want to invest in something and hope. They don't invest and say, come back, you know, with our profits. They keep hands on on anything they decide to deal with. Mm, the active investor approach. Mm. They don't leave it to chance there, because for all they know, someone with a good idea might be indecisive when it comes down the road to actually succeeding step by step. Oh, that's, I mean, it comes to a lot of creative people who maybe don't have the best business acumen. Uh, they, you know, they, they have a great idea or concept, but they have no idea how to execute, and then when it comes to being given the opportunity to execute, they are just completely indecisive on, on which way to approach it. Yeah. So you're either the person that every step along the way to success is a chance for indecision, or every step along the way to success is a chance to make the right decision. You gotta make a decision. And believe in it. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever it is, fall through. Pick it and stick with it. I don't care if it is, you know, a business decision, a decision on buying a car, a house, or picking lunch that day. If you're not sure between, you know, the burger or the pizza, pick one and run with it. Time is short. Just make a decision and put a smile on your face. <laughs> That's kind of related to the leadership principle, that it's not really how good the leader's ideas, plans, decisions are, it's the fact that a leader who gets everyone to follow, their plans can succeed because everyone will be working and working together towards it. So you need, the decision has to be firm, not wishy-washy, and executed. So, you know, you need a leader who lets you know they're the leader, like, I'm the captain, Alice. <laughs> when the captain says jump, the lowly omen jumps. <laughs> Conviction. No, you have to sound like, you know, sound confident, sound like you know what you're talking about. Like there was one time in uh, in college, uh, we had a physics project we had to do, and I just started spitting BS to my group, but I was very confident what I was saying, and they were all like, all right, we're on board, you know what you're doing. And I, I was saying it as a joke, but I was sounding very convincing. And then just stopped and was like, guys, I have no idea where to start. <laughs> but you guys totally were running with it. <laughs> so I'm not saying do that, people, but have conviction with whatever your decision is. You know, sound <laughs> confident. Um, and whatever decision you're going to make, stick with it, whether it's lunch or, uh, you know, a, a business decision. Obviously, there's times when you realize, okay, it was a poor decision and you move on, but you can't be half in, half out. Well, how about a great leader like George Costanza when he had a protege and might say something like, why don't you analyze it and tell me what your decision to how we will proceed would be? <laughs> Is that the Penske file? <laughs> Get the Penske file. Stay away from those people who try to disparage your ambitions. Small minds will always do that. But great minds will give you a feeling that you can become great too. Mark Twain. When you change your thoughts, remember to also change your world. Norman Vincent Peale. Develop success from failures. Discouragement and failure are two of the surest stepping stones to success. Dale Carnegie. Nothing
nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. Nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Calvin Coolidge. I never dreamed about success. I worked for it. Estee Lauder. I'm blessed that uh, Dr. Mark Hertzberg is still with us. He has gotten over the M&M incident. Uh, it's a matter of perspective. I try looking at the W's, M&M's upside down. <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night, but the most important thing, he's still there. I still can't digest the W, but at least I, I, I know can it's look a little, at it. It's a little bit harder on the stomach, <laughs> that we understand. Um, on to science and news articles. So, we're going to start with a little bit simple one. Uh, you know, malaria, especially in uh, you know South America, Africa, is prevalent. So, they, they're using actually a new type of... Well, at first they call it a vaccine, but it's not actually a vaccine. They're using monoclonal antibodies, which you might know of uh, or heard of being used um, as a, a treatment for COVID. Um, they're using that technology to... Uh, help with uh, malaria to reduce the uh, the effects of it, and actually they're finding it that it'd be a more effective uh, prophylactic treatment than the vaccine itself that has been out, I guess, over the past few years. Um, that using uh, you know treatment of monoclonal antibodies can last up to 50 days and reduce the. Um, both you having the effects and getting malaria as well as preventing the spread of it because if it doesn't spread through your system, if you get by, bit by another mosquito, it's not being taken up and transmitted again. Okay, so this is this is one of the sections we call Surprise the Performer who never saw this article, but, but, diving into what you just said, uh, if they're saying that, you know, if, that the regular vaccine doesn't work. We're working on the principle that most people's immune response doesn't work against malaria. It, you know, there are certain things where a, a healthy person with an immune response will eventually recover from something, and therefore, giving a, a vaccine that, without making the person sick, sick, gives all the information to the immune system to build a resistance for the time it really is exposed. Well, if they can't mount a good uh, fight when they're exposed, and so many people die from this because the immune system just doesn't do well in most people against malaria, mm -hmm. then if you find, well, there are some exceptional people as far, by this standard whose immune system does do well against malaria, if you can imitate their antibodies, Okay, you know, evolution would say if malaria wiped out all the people who couldn't fight it, then everyone descended from those who survived Correct. will have the gene for 
the immune system that specifically can deal with this. Well, why don't we just take the uh, antibody they produce and share it? Pretty much. And by using this, I said it, you know, it lasts, I think, up to 50 days uh, taken as a prophylactic treatment. And, you know, the idea is to, to when there is outbreaks, to curb it, um, prevent it from spreading even further. And in this situation, if, you know, the mosquitoes injecting malaria, or I guess not injecting it, it's, uh, by biting you, it's. It, in the blood that they've consumed previously, they're not spreading malaria, uh, or they spread it to you, but you have the antibodies preventing you from getting it, it helps prevent it's being spread even further because you're getting bit by another mosquito, you don't no longer have malaria, or you don't have, you never got it, it prevents the spread of malaria. And it's a good way of ideally, I don't think you completely eradicate the disease, but at least um, reduce it to small areas or pockets one of the things you got to do if you want to lower malaria is keep the mosquitoes from biting you in the first place. Is there any way to do that, Mr. Wizard? Uh, so they're actually working on that. And apparently the viruses that are spread by some diseases, mm-hmm. uh, such as dengue and Zika virus that you may have heard before, attract more mosquitoes. So the virus gets in you and by way of odor attracts more mosquitoes to you increasing the spread. Now said we skipped virus. one domino in the chain. The virus affects the skin biome mm. to change the odor and the cool part about this is everybody, it's real popular, the gut biome, the gut biome, the gut biome. But what a lot of people don't realize is there are many biomes in the body. And the largest organ of all, the skin, mm-hmm. has a biome. And that's one thing. The health of the body, just like the gut biome is important, so is the skin biome. In fact, there are some who say that you have to be careful because some people have overshowered and watched the biome, you know, and you have to, if, if you destroy the skin biome, there are a lot of health problems that c- can come from that. And this is one instance where finally in the news was the skin biome, that the virus affects the skin biome. It, I guess, favors one bacteria over another, and that bacteria produces something that attracts the mosquitoes. Yeah, so look at 20 different gaseous compounds from isolated by infected mice, and they found that uh, mosquitoes were attracted to a compound called acetophenone, um, and that when they coated non-infected mice with that compound, that mosquitoes were then attracted to those mice. And the virus, I believe, was a type of uh, rod-shaped bacteria called Bacillus, which is a major acetophone producer, and that the numbers significantly increase in the affected mice. So somehow the virus is adjusting the skin biome in some way, shape, or form, causing causing this Bacillus bacteria to become more prevalent. 
it's all about a balance, people. Whether it's your, your gut biome or the skin, there's good and bad bacteria. And you're never going to eradicate all of it. It's, but right now, a healthy gut still has some of that bad bacteria, but it's kind of kept in check because it's more good than bad. Well, I may have, by mentioning that uh, skin biome and what, that you need to uh, be nice to it, I could have scared some people out of showering. Now, our podcast welcomes all listeners, even the unwashed masses, as as long as I don't have to smell them. Uh, the mosquito might like how they smell, but how people smell is more important than people might realize. A lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, there's always someone in a group that somehow is more likely to get bit by a mosquito. They always say, oh yeah, I'm you know, they're more attracted to me than say you. But I think it's not so much that these people have Zika or Dengue, but I think, you know, people don't realize that maybe their skin biome is uh, adjusted in a way that there's more of this bacillus. Doesn't have to be a virus related adjustment, but they have more bacillus bacteria or a higher production of this uh, acetophenone, you know, making them more attractive to mosquitoes. best way out is always through Robert Frost. The battles that count aren't the ones for gold medals. The struggles within yourself, the invisible, inevitable battles inside all of us. That's where it's at. Jesse Owens. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Frederick Douglass. As a single footstep will not make a path on earth, so a single thought will not make a pathway in the mind. To make a deep physical path, we walk again and again. To make a deep mental path, we must think over and over the kind of thoughts we wish to dominate our lives. Henry David Thoreau. Keeping in line with smell. Uh, well, I mean, Mark, if you say you wash too much, it could reduce your skin biome. So you're telling me if you do too many enemas, it'll mess up with your gut? Gut biome? Don't get us onto the fecal transplant uh, uh, subjects again to uh, repair biomes. But, uh, you know, I just want to do an aside here. I remember being so poor that we couldn't afford a Segway. We just had to start talking about the next topic like that without any segue in between. No <laughs> transition, no explanation. It was just boom, 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 done with this, talking about that. Now, I tried a segue a little while ago, <laughs> and it went into the air <laughs> and dissipated. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't ready for but, the segue. But I smell a segue coming back. Yes. <laughs> question isn't who is going to let me, it's who is going to stop me. Ayn Rand. Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Babe Ruth. I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Thomas Edison. 
Don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once. Drew Houston. You carry the passport to your own happiness. Diane von Furstenberg. Never let success get to your head and never let failure get to your heart. Drake. Ideation without execution is delusion. Robin Sharma. I can't tell you how many times I've been given a no only to find that a better, brighter, bigger yes was right around the corner. Arlen Hamilton. So how you smell body odor, similarities found to play a role in forming friendships. You smell like your friends even though you don't even know it. A lot of different things are related to smells we don't realize we smell. Uh, now, we know that, let's say, insects whose sense of smell is incalculably, there's a word in there somewhere, if I could calculate it, incalculably better than human, uh, and they are extremely good at communicating with pheromones and being controlled by pheromones. Those are hormones put into the air. Uh, that does work with humans to some degree, and you wouldn't smell it as an odor. So that's one way that odors affect things. Uh, there was also research done years ago that people will reject a person of the opposite sex who has a certain smell because it's a smell produced by the immune system, and if it's too similar to their own, it will smell bad to them because it's kind of moving away from interbreeding. Yeah. You don't want too similar. You want someone with a very different immune system, something the MHC complex is what it was called. So if you, this body odor of, say, someone you're related to, you know, if you didn't know, it would smell worse, but someone that has a very different MHC complex yeah, than yours, you, the smell might be attractive. You're like, oh, that seems like it's, it's a good smell because yeah, evolution wants you to breed with someone else to give your children a better opportunity to spread Not their Not be a genes. hemophiliac. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, this is talking about a different smell, and it's, a, it's more of a combo of smells that you might actually smell uh, a little bit more consciously or not. Uh, I'm not meaning you might smell it and consciously realize it or not consciously realize it, but this is to attract more friends. So it's not the same as that, which is more of a mate. The question becomes, do you become friends because of the smell? Now they do say like you become roommates through this, you you start eating more alike. You, start, you know, certain things become alike that lead to what your body odors will be. Uh, but it might make sense that if a lot, it's not just you that naturally produces a smell, but your diet, how much you exercise, how much you do, a lot of different things lead to that. And therefore, if you're already leading a similar lifestyle yeah, in ways, you might have a common, similar smell. Which would make sense. And that's what they mentioned, a click friendship. One mm. that is defined of a pair of friends who immediately connect upon meeting that they're hypothesized that their kind of chemistry potentially influenced by factors of body odor. Which would make sense. So you're saying you're similar lifestyles, so you automatically have things in common without even knowing it, but that lifestyle, whatever it may be, creates a certain body odor that is similar to your own. So you almost have a an instantaneous friendship which is originally set by 
your body odor, but uh, it gets followed up further because you actually have things in common. And they didn't look just like, oh, these people smelled the same and they became friends. They actually looked at a friend's body odor and one's own body odor with similar patterns of brain activity when smelled. So I guess they checked the brain activity uh, and then had them smell different, probably usually T-shirts is what they usually look at. So one of your own and one of a friend or close friend. I guess that explains why Nelson Muntz, the Simpsons bully, always says, smell you later. If you don't smell like a friend, he's going to bully you. That's very true. Yeah. No, a stranger's body odor induces a very different limbic fear type brain response. So if someone that's not friends, I mean, I guess in this situation, you got to be careful because, uh, you know, they're saying that, you know, a, a stranger, but if you really don't know the person, maybe they have a body odor that would fall into your click. Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Steve Jobs. This just in, breaking news. We're going to refer back to a previous podcast when we talked about elephants should get cancer but don't and why, which is a, uh, it's called, what was that, the Pitos, Pitos Paradox? Pitos Paradox, and I think you have an obsession with elephants, Mark. We're starting to get concerned. Um, pachyderms. Oh, okay. I apologize. Uh, I like a pack of pachyderms. Alpacas? And because you can trust them, an elephant's word is an elephant's word. The But the basic idea was the cell size of the cells in a mouse, a human, an elephant, a blue whale are the same. There are just more and more of them, so there's more to go wrong. And the longer it lives, the more to go wrong. So bigger animals should have more cancer. And as we discussed last time, one thing is the elephant has a hundred types of genes for proteins to protect from cancer. Humans have one. And they need it because if they didn't develop this, they wouldn't have survived. Well, there's, there's well there's I found another explanation, which is fascinating, which is saying... If you the when a tumor develops, a cell goes bad, it's one cell. It has to have all not just mutations, it has to have a set of the right mutations to succeed as a cancer. And among these are that they will work as a team. They will work to get a blood supply. They're actually a good group that happens to grow and kill the organism. You. And the one cell that changes in a mouse, in a human, in an elephant, in a whale is one cell. It's gonna multiply at the same speed. Now a tumor that will have killed a mouse in a day might make a human, uh, six months later you find out you got it and now you're on a fight hoping the doctors can save you. A whale would barely notice that tumor. It's compared to its size, it's nothing. It could have a bunch of them in its body. And that tumor can keep growing and sometimes its own cells mutate and become a cancer inside the cancer that kills the original cancer. It's called a hypercancer. 
that the cancer develops its own cancer. It's like that a chaducan. Except they're each cancer. trying to kill the other. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just uh, uh, that it was an amazing thing that I just came across today or yesterday uh, and bears more research. It, they said it's related to what's called the hyperparasite, where some parasites have become so big and successful that smaller parasites have become parasites inside them. <laughs> That's concerning on so many levels when it mm. comes to parasites. So if you and have cancer. a parasite, feed it its parasite, and its parasite will cure you of your parasite. Just one one correction there, Mark, from you talking about uh, tumor suppression genes, also known as oncogenes. The what you uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, that the, the elephant has a hundred and we have one. It's not. We have a couple different oncogenes, but they they mentioned p fifty three specifically. That we have one version of p fifty three. Their elephants had like a no, hundred variations. Of that's the what same I'm talking protein. about. I didn't say the word oncogene. Remember, I never use proper nouns or remember them. <laughs> Very good. On that note, now we know how uh, whales and elephants have they last for so long and have less chances of getting cancer. Uh, we've figured out why, uh, you know, we've, we've learned that your friends actually smell similar to you. Maybe that's why you're friends, maybe not. Um, that viruses, uh, that, um, mosquito and fly-borne viruses, or transferred viruses, increase, uh, adjust your skin biome, increasing their chances of being spread. And uh, we have some fun. uh, And hopefully everybody learned that they want to tune in to the next exciting adventure in our podcast. Let's try not to be indecisive about (laughs) listening next week, people. Okay, you know, you're going to miss out on some good stuff. Make a decision. Let's listen. And maybe we'll hear some fun stories to Mark next time. I don't know. He's got some good ones. I'll see if I can crack him out of it. And uh, I got to work on the M&M issue going on in the the, uh, the green room. But until next time, I'm Mike Shalavudis. I'm Mark Hertzberg. And uh, sei gesund. Ooh! Bye-bye. And have a pleasant tomorrow. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is the four-round shot of all natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Kinetic Renew provides antioxidants and neuroprotection. And all this with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors, and it's only five calories. Kinetic Renew is what you drink to arrive focused and alert, and you won't get that caffeine or sugar crash. Visit KineticLife.com today. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q-Life.com. And try it. Use promo code POD1 for a special 30% discount. That's P-O-D and the number one, POD1, for a limited time 30% discount. KineticLife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q-Life.com. Do it now. Give it a try. You're going to love it. The 30% off is for a limited time, so log on now for the savings. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments.
comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. Oh, and there's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.